0: Welcome back to the Closeted Weeb Anime Podcast, the only anime podcast that provides dating advice. My name is Lee. And I'm Bryce. Wow, I
1: just read that uh, beginning line. Uh, Welcome back, fans. Here's the
0: advice we've got. Don't talk about anime to women.
1: Ever. <laughs> Ever. Um, so for uh, so we'll start our right things off with uh, This Week in Anime. Lee, you want to kick us off with a new show you, you've dived into?
0: Well, n- new show. Uh, new show to me. So Bryce has brought it up a little bit because he binged it, at, even though he was complaining that he didn't have enough time to watch shows like Hajime no Ippo. But I, I started watching uh, World Trigger, which I can only describe as Naruto meets Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, so I'm only about halfway through the first season, which is like 70 episodes. So it's kind of, I'm I'm basically on season two, if you were to view it as like a 26 episode thing. Anyway, I I am actually really enjoying it. Um, it, it's a little generic in its like character designs and like enemy designs and stuff. But as you've mentioned, and as other people have mentioned about the show, the kind of strategic aspect of it, the general kind of bifurcation of the skills you've got the gunners you've got the snipers you've got the attackers the dudes with swords and stuff um and then you have these neighbor. it's literally border patrol but less racist and just more action oriented um so it's been really it, it's been really enjoyable it's goofy the one thing i will say is i I've, i'll keep talking about this but watching anime at 1.25 speed and then also skipping through like the episode recaps like these 25 minute episodes become like 18 like 13 basically the openings
1: too and the endings
0: and then the other thing that throws me off on that show and other people have made this comment so i'm just being a little derivative is that like that show will throw its intro like the music intro at any i actually got (laughs) i confused myself because like they did it at like the 18 minute mark one time (laughs) and i was like oh and then i skipped to the next episode i'm like wait 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 why does none of this look familiar? Like, what's happening?
1: I did so. that too. Actually, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> it's really goofy, but otherwise, I've been enjoying it. So I'm excited to catch up. Um, the characters, even though like their powers aren't overly unique, there's enough variety uh, to keep it interesting. And again, like they have a expanded cast. They kind of have a ranking system of the kind of border agency, and so all of that makes you know plays to the show's strength and the strength of just shown anime in general, but I'm definitely excited to get caught up. And at some point, if, if you're curious about the show, I'm sure Bryce and I will uh, end up doing an episode about it. So and then Bryce, I know you said you picked up another
1: seasonal anime. <laughs> I'm at like 15 or 16 at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. So I picked up 86, which is like, one of the more popular ones of the season, I guess we did, didn't make our cut initially because I guess we didn't dive into it. But I'm glad yeah, it was I picked Mecca. It up.
0: So I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah, surprised yeah. It's it's Mecca and like gritty war, which are two things that I think we both tend to stay Steer away, away from.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll try to be as vague as possible without diving into the plot, but essentially, there's like 86 districts. There's like an author- authoritarian ruled kingdom. And the people in the 86th district are essentially like the fighters of these sort of like Mecca-ish vehicles. And they've been oppressed more or less. Um, and it's kind of... The show is about sort of like their dynamic and their involvement in the war. And I, I can't dive into it anymore without... Sparing. No, no, no. The show I has don't. just an unbelievable amount of like plot twists and shock. Um, That I kind of... After the first episode, I was like, oh, this show's fine. It isn't anything special or whatever. Um. But then once you really dive into the show, oh my God, it's one of those shows where like each episode will provide like a new plot reveal, which gets you like further, like engulfed into the story. And I think it's going to end, I assume after 13, I hope it ends after 13 episodes. And I think it will be like perfect length, super enjoyable. I'm not going to say, oh, this is one of the like 10 best shows I've ever seen in my life. But like, you definitely will not be disappointed. I can say it with very strong certainty if you like sit down and watch it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah we're getting close to the end of this season and that's the yeah. interesting point when the shows that you thought were going to get multiple seasons don't and then the shows that you were hoping were going to end also don't, don't. <laughs> um but it's funny you're saying like they're district 86 or whatever that just makes me think you know we already mentioned code geass uh when we were talking yeah. about it earlier but yeah, it's like it's the whole district 11s we're japanese yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so With that done, we're going to jump into the topic of the week, and this is a show we've brought up multiple times before, but Bryce finally got caught up on it, and it is (laughs) Kaguya-sama Love is War. So the summary of the show, pre-spoilers, just the general idea, and it's a rom-com, so there's not too many spoilers to have, um, is that you have this rich, elite school with these two type A personalities who are leading the student council. So you have a boy and a girl. And ultimately their goal is they both secretly like each other, but neither of them wants to be the first to admit their feelings. So the goal of the show is in a Death Note style battle of intellect, both of them are trying to force the other into confessing their love. It it is just a perfect formula for consistent gags, misunderstandings, and just just otherwise comedic situations. Uh, it's definitely been, even in my top 10 episode, I'd mentioned that uh, Kaguya-sama has slowly been replacing kind of Oran High School Host Club uh, in my heart. So uh, if you've seen that show, it's uh, in a similar vein, and I think we'll make some other comparisons later in this episode, uh, a little bit more in depth. Uh, aside from that, did I miss anything, Bryce, or is that a pretty good summation? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's fantastic. I think if you're someone who likes, you know, some sort of like little skip based shows, like they're really cute stories in that sense. You love like the mental head games, like you mentioned. And I think just the character development is what kind of sets the show apart, especially as you get further and further into the show. Like you really understand the characters on all levels, and you really, there's no one I would say I hate in terms of characters in the show, which is really like rare to find. Definitely
0: no they and that's ultimately how these rom-coms tend to work uh i I mean everyone just got done listening to us fawn over hori mia um, (laughs) and how much we just love cutesy characters in rom-coms but um i think that's about as far as we can go into this without holding (laughs) our tongues so everything past this point in the podcast is now going to be a spoiler zone that being said, it's not the most plot intensive, but of course, if you want some of those moments uh, better preserved, then pause it, come back after you've caught up on the show. You won't regret you won't regret it, especially if you like rom coms. Uh, which it's we only do.
1: twelve episodes of season two.
0: Definitely pretty easy to binge or just pepper in whenever you need a break from another show. So um, we will get into our first question, um, which may. Be a little bit controversial depending on, you know, if you're of the type of person that just wants more and more of the content you like um, or not. But the question is, uh, Bryce, should the show have ended after season one or are you glad that they made a season two? Because the concept itself is pretty simple. Like you you almost, it, at least my impression watching uh, Kaguya-sama was that I thought it was going to come to a wrap at the end of the like 12 or 13 episode season one. Um, But we got a season two, uh, which you finally just finished. So obviously (laughs) the question is, should it have ended? Are you happy with it? Um, And then obviously, you know, uh, there is also spoiler alert going to be a season three. So uh, that kind of ties into it as well.
1: Definitely. Um, So I'd say after the first four episodes of season two, I was disappointed. I thought the show should have ended. I felt this was getting kind of repetitive, this kind of like skit-based, like mind games back and forth. I thought we've kind of learned everything I wanted to really know about the characters. You know, they really could have ended it after, I guess, 12 episodes of season one. And that's honestly why I stopped watching. Because I was like, wow, is this going to be just like a huge disappointment? I'm not sure I want to deal with that disappointment if the rest of the season sucks. And that was why I gave up. Um, But then obviously got back on the saddle and i finished season <laughs> back two on the saddle. yeah <laughs> and uh but the, the character development from that point onward of uh, ishigami of uh, obviously all of the characters uh shiragani um shimo shimo shinomi shinomiya oh my goodness i cannot pronounce the characters names um and migalino i really liked her character as well um and you'd have these like one-off episodes with ayahisaka like when she uh, went undercover to hit on Shirogani. That was a hilarious episode. And I was so happy they died more into a character. Um, and so overall, like, I'm ecstatic because I actually ended up liking season two more than season one by the end of it, especially from uh, episodes 10 to 12, I guess. How about you?
0: Definitely, uh, same feeling. Uh, that's kind of why I was gave it such a long preface to this question, um, but Same as you, Uh, what the show has started to do um, is transition a little bit less on the comedy and more on the character. So as you mentioned, the character development. So again, that's why I thought it was going to be a one-off or a a one-season show is because you know it was funny, but a lot of comedies don't know when to end or they'll overstay their welcome. And I think that it's easy to get that impression uh, after the first few episodes of season two. Um, But as you get further into it, um, it becomes a lot more heartfelt and touching. Not only are you getting more background on these different characters who are otherwise fairly minor, you know, the younger sister, the the maid, basically, to Kaguya, which is uh, uh, Hayasaka-san. And so that aspect of it, it, it definitely turned around. I'll, I'm going to keep further into this episode, kind of compare it to the Horimiya-style sure. rom-com, where there isn't necessarily, where you know initially when the concept is both kind of a gag and then very clearly laid out i want the other person to confess their love naturally the show needs to end like literally the japanese title is it's like a it's like a love battle to force the other person to confess like that i i can't remember exactly what it is but that's in the title of the show we got love is war but there's this much more specific um and so you kind of need it to end. Whereas to kind of move away with that. And this is kind of what I've talked about with one punch man season two is that one punch man is a show based on a gag and the gag works really well. But if you want the story to continue, you have to add something new to it. Now, some people still did not like one punch man season two and Kaguya Sama season two is probably objectively better than one punch man season two. But again, you you had to add something else to it. And so that's what they've kind of done by, Fleshing out more of these side characters and even the main characters got better fleshed out in season two. So I was happy they made season two um, We'll get into it a little bit later about uh, our thoughts on the ev- Inevitable season three since the show did not end Season two with a love confession uh, But before we do that, we'll do it a little bit uh, lighter topic and uh, this one's probably gonna be obvious for me but uh, But Bryce, who is your favorite character of the cast, Uh, especially with these shows that are so character heavy, everyone kind of gravitates to one personality or another?
1: Yeah, I mean, what's funny is like, so most of the show, I really liked uh, Shirogani, the older brother, I guess I should say, like, I realized that it's just their last name, but Miyuki Shirogani. He was my favorite character for like the strong majority of the show, you know, like, I don't know, he was like, super diligent, hardworking, like multiple jobs, like, um, he clearly put like others like before himself, like, especially when you think about like the election with um, uh, Michelino and I like that was a really like kind of like touching moment. Um, but by the end of season two, I, you know, who really grew on me was Ishigami. How kind of like, you know, he was sort of, he really had a minor role in season one. It was pretty irrelevant. But by season two, his character, I felt like developed so much um, from like, he developed like kind of like a, a cute sense of humor. And, you know, his kind of darker personality, like, you know, I guess came to light when he joined, like, the cheerleading team. It reminded me so much of, like, the uh, the Mob Psycho uh, workout guys. You know what I mean? The jocks, uh, the, yeah. the jocks, yeah. And they were so, like, supportive of him. Um, and it became kind of just, like, a, a friendlier person. And, like, they'd have, like, a couple skit episodes where they were all reading that uh, sappy manga uh, when his personality went, like, complete 180. Um, so I think his like development and growth throughout the show. I think he's arguably grown the most in the show. Like, um, even though it's not a show that's like really about, um, I guess, changing personalities. It's more of like kind of like a love battle, cutesy kind of a show. But his like growth and development. I I jumped on his bandwagon by the end of season two. How about you?
0: Yeah, no, and they definitely gave him a lot. A really good fleshing out um, at the end of season two, um, and that was really a well thought out response. Um, but it was wrong, um, and <laughs> the reason is is Chica. that it's Chica. It's Chica. Is there a YouTube video called "You Ishigami dances for ten hours on loop"? No. Is there really cringy videos of a dude yeah. in a like college cafeteria doing the Chica dance in her cosplay? in the middle of like a busy cafeteria, being obnoxious to everyone around them, and being the reason that we're closeted weeps. No. Chica inspires people to do horrible, horrible things, and that's why she's the best. Um, <laughs> in, in, in all actuality. She is probably my favorite character, but more so in the way of like, you pick your favorite Pokemon. Um, what I do really love about her is she is hilarious she makes for really great just gags and one-liners you know whether whether it's her trying to train shirogane-san uh to be oh, able yeah. to do basic like athletic things and sing and stuff and <laughs> you know her just like that's my boy or you know those little things it, you know so comedic wise i think she's probably the funniest character in the show by far uh one thing i will say as a weakness to, of her compared to all of the other characters is that she really has not had the same kind of fleshing out that the other characters have. Like she has a lot of weird, like interesting and funny quirks, um, but from like an emotional standpoint, you don't. As as of so far in the anime, I've you haven't really gotten a whole lot of background on her, um, her motivations, how why she is the way she is. She is just literally a ball of sunshine. But it's <laughs> the show is all the better for it. So for that reason, obviously. I like you, Ishigami, as well. Uh, I think they did a really good job um kind of making you like him at the end. Um, but gotta say Chica. And and you knew I was gonna say Chica. Oh, Everyone knew I was gonna say Chica percent, before man. before they even
1: knew we were gonna do an episode on this. So So the question <laughs> is, do you think um does she deserve like a fleshing out you think in season three? Yeah, I I think basically,
0: I think the only character in the roster that doesn't deserve a fleshing out is his little sister. Like, the sorry, Shiragani's little sister. You know, like, she's cute, but it's like, she's not that important. She's literally a plot device to get Kaguya, well, to get Kaguya closer to him uh, in some semblance, or to be an obstacle, whatever. But since, compared to basically every other member of the student council, um, Chika really hasn't, I mean... It's interesting because she like goes on super fancy, rich vacations and stuff, and so you kind of get a little bit of background, but that's all like exposition. It's it's not necessarily any level of like character depth. So I'm hoping in in a season three that we get something, but you know she doesn't need a tragic backstory either. I mean she's (laughs) particularly confident, she's ruthless in games, and like she's just like a ball of sunshine. So sometimes that is enough, but when everyone else is kind of getting a little bit more, you know, meat and substance to their character, I think she's overdue, especially since everyone loves her. Um, And if they don't, they're wrong. So, (laughs) uh, But with that, obviously, I think uh, anyone who's seen the show and is listening will probably know what you're going to be referring to. But I think we wanted to get into our favorite episodes of the show. So uh, Bryce, uh, I can... Well, I'm I'm looking at the script, so I, I already know what it is. But um, even just based on what you've told us uh, in the last question, uh, what what was your favorite episode or you know arc?
1: Yeah, I mean, my favorite episode. It's for me, it's like not even close. Um, the end of season two, when you really get to know Ishigami and whatever the brief plot summary is, you learn his backstory of how you know he developed a crush in this girl. Person who was like nice to him, and he found out that that girl's boyfriend was cheating on her, so he basically beats the crap out of the guy. Um, he gets suspended from school for like the rest of his middle school career. Um, and there's a question of whether or not he would even move on to high school. Um, and this girl like hates him forever, but he never wants to tell her, I guess, the truth to so, like kind of protect her. Um, and he goes literally, it's this whole it, the show just takes a complete turn from like this sort of. Lighthearted comedy to like this very serious, like kind of drama all of a sudden. Um, kind of for me, it felt. I mean, we knew there were hints, like subtle hints throughout season two that they might dive into. I guess that dive into like Ishigami's backstory, but like, wow, it was like really heavy. Um, I just didn't see that coming at all. Um, and you learn how Shiragani again, like how selfless he is, sort of like bails him out, how Mikolino like vouches for him, saying that he should graduate. And then by the end of the episode, you know he gets out of his rut at the classic school festival. You see all the friendships he's made. He's moving forward, um, and it's a real tearjerker. It's like not a part of the show I kind of expected. Like I, it's it's a comedy, you know, but like, um, it was a beautifully well done episode, and that's again why he's my favorite character. But like that episode kind of summarizes where that opinion comes from. Um, how about you, Lee?
0: Yeah, no, and I think comedies always do that particularly well because you let your guard down a lot more with the characters because again, it is just silly gags here and there. You're having a fun time, but uh, I think they did that wonderfully and definitely the show is better for. It, and that's kind of why I was mentioning. You know, it seems like it's kind of shifting towards a hoary Mia um, kind of style rom com. Um, but that's also like why I love Angel Beats and still need to rewatch it. Um, but it is True. that mixture of off-the-wall, goofy comedy to immediately, like, kind of uh, very depressing, tear-jerking, emotional backstories and whatnot. But um, obviously, I hold those Episodes in high regard as well, um, but I'm more in it for the romance. You know, out of the two hosts of this show, <laughs> you gotta got to know it. that Lee is the true romantic. So um, this is true, very true. <laughs> uh, but you know the show has a lot of like really good running gags. Um, so just to point out a few of the funnier ones is like Kaguya early in season one, not understanding what you know doing it means, um, and so they're all talking about, oh, you know, how many times have you done it? Like, oh, when was the first time you did it? She thinks it's like holding hands or a kiss or something so it's just you know she's not even bragging but yeah no big deal I've done it a bunch of times and like everyone's just absolutely Uh flabbergasted by (laughs) her Um, I love that there's that like secondary couple that both go to the student council for dating advice even though the two main characters have never been in
1: relationships
0: (laughs) nor could they like talk about their emotions with each other so that's always been whenever you see them they they are recurring which has been really fun to kind of see how their relationship is developing and like the background um and then again they're in season two they did a lot more so we'll complain a little bit about sexual innuendos and sexual comedy in anime especially when it's very like in your face these are boobs um but what season two did really well was rather than doing a lot of just oh no, you see her panties. Like it's just actual funny, sexual, like innuendo misunderstandings by a new character, Miko Ino, and she is like a complete Puritan. She's running on a platform to be on the student council of like People need to wear their uniforms more strictly, no PDA, like just a pure, you know, I don't want to point out any certain religions in here, but you, you know, the religion I'm thinking of, Um, but all of that aside, you know, the, the comedy is great. I'm in it for the romance. Um, I think the season one finale um, with the fireworks, what like the firework festival was really good. Um, So like for a show, that's literally all about, you know, romantic tension between the main characters. After a while, like, you can... <laughs> I don't want to... Sorry, I was going to make an inappropriate reference. But it's like, you need some release. Um, and so, like, it was really nice to have a genuine moment between the two of them uh, yeah. in at the end of season one. Even though things go completely back to normal once the episode is over, it, it was still nice from an audience perspective because it's like, if you don't get that release, it it's almost gets frustrating after a while. So, like, having them be able to make progress even though they're still miles apart from you know actually just being a normal relationship uh, i found that really really um sweet you know he shirogane like kaguya was locked away in her room because she couldn't go to the um festival for I, I don't remember exactly it was like her dad or something's mean i don't know she's rich who cares but <laughs> um shirogane is like no this isn't right she should be here and, you know so he goes out of his way to you know take her away and take her to go see the fireworks and everything and you know, it's just a really sweet moment and I'm, I'm a sucker for that stuff. So that was probably one of my favorite episodes. Um, but again, the show, it kind of makes you think the show is gonna, you know, wrap up in season one and then it doesn't. (laughs) But, um, getting back into the, the actual structure of the show. So, very similar to in this season, don't toy with me, miss Nagatoro. Um, the show has <laughs> skits. It has like little mini, it has three, generally like three mini ep- skits within each episode. Um, but as you mentioned, some of the later season episodes are more long form, fleshed out. The plot stays the same amongst them. And sometimes they're tied together. So with that being said, you know, which do you prefer? Do you prefer kind of the three mini plots with running jokes in them or did you prefer the move towards the more long form full episodes
1: first uh nice job comparing uh don't toy with me miss nagatoro with love is war uh really good job lee uh, I mean, I,
0: you would be surprised how similar they kind of are
1: okay one's one's
0: much trashier All okay. right. um <laughs> i'm not me, saying similar in quality by the way okay. audience okay. members uh, i'm just saying similar in the sense of Two characters who can't confess their feelings for each other. That's a comedy based on sexual tension and misunderstandings and whatever else. So, in that regard, they are extremely similar.
1: You're just defending trash. It's okay, Lee. I watched a lot of trash too. It's okay. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> moving for, on. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So, in terms of like, do I prefer the I guess the three part skits or the four episodes? Um, I like both, you know, like sometimes I'm in the mood for more of a lighter hearted topic where they just jump around to a bunch of silly topics. But when sometimes you get into more of these like serious episodes when it's more of like a, a season finale or like you really want to get across the romantic tension back and forth between them, then I think that matters. But I think when you're really trying to make a romantic comedy work you, to have that sort of balance, I think having the skit approach versus the full episode approach is a really easy solution to making that happen. Um, so... I think the fact that Kagasama does that, I think it's like best case scenario for the show. The fact that like it kind of consistently does a little bit of both. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think it's stronger because it has the mix of the two. Um, I think the the recurring skits get, you know, they never overstay their welcome. They usually switch to a more serious episode right after a handful of them. Usually like every three or four episodes of like the silly skits, yep. you'll get one More serious long form ones. So I I think that that structure has been working perfectly for it. Um, Since there is going to be a season three, uh, do you have any recommendations for how the show could be better? And also, what do you expect?
1: Um, I'm not sure exactly. I'll be honest, how much I can like make the show better. My creativity skills are not strong enough. But I think you can continue to dive into uh, Hayasaka's character would be cool. I'd be down to learn more about her. I've enjoyed her involvement in the show. Um, I think kind of what you mentioned more diving into uh, Chica's character would be fantastic. I think Ishigami's going to end up with Mikolino. I think that will happen at some point um, for sure based <laughs> on like the um, what was it I guess uh, Miko was being like bullied and there were like papers on her back and stuff and Ishigami has this like moral sense of justice where he would pull the paper from her back and now they kind of like hate each other for now for like a playful reason but I think They'll eventually like, end up together. There's too much, like, I guess, chemistry. They're like the next generation of the student council. Um, because they're the only first years on it. That just makes too much sense. And then at the end of the day, I mean, we know the ending is going to be the confession uh between Shirogane. Of Shirogane to
0: Chica. Yes. Because yeah, oh, after oh all, God. she was the real one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be such a plot twist, dude. The like outrage, that would be so funny. I would honestly be okay with that because i would just be hilarious. Um, but um. Yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens with season three. How about you? Uh, My main
0: recommendation for season three would be for the show to end. Um, (laughs) And that's not because I don't like it. It's just because, like, shows need to have an end. They just do. Um, I I think (laughs) they're doing the right thing by transitioning more towards, like, what you know, Horimiya didn't invent it, but towards a more Horimiya style cast of like independent relationships. I think you're spot on um, with the fact that, you know, uh, Ishigami and Miko are obviously being set up to be a pair in the future with the same level of kind of misunderstanding and opposites attract uh, mentality. Um, but again, it's like you, you got to keep adding some level of freshness, which they did in season two by having more fleshed out side characters But if all they do in season three is flesh out more side characters, you're going to run out. So I I think the show definitely needs to end in season three. Uh, It will absolutely have overstayed its welcome if it doesn't. Um, And I'd rather that don't happen because I want this show to be something that I potentially put in my top 10 if it ends well. But we will just have to wait and see because, you know money or something. I don't know. Um, So obviously we've compared this to a few different, well, only two different shows, Hori Mia and Iran high school host club, um, which are two of the rom-coms that I think we both hold in pretty high regard. And so the question is out of the three, you know, which do you prefer? Um, Obviously we're not going to spoil Hori Mia or Iran high school host club, but uh, we will kind of touch on what makes them strong, weak, etc. Um,
1: I prefer, let's see, so on High School Host Club, or on Host Club, I can already eliminate because I just barely remember it. I mainly put that on there for you, um, <laughs> so I can just chop that one. Uh, so uh, for Horimiya versus uh, Kaga sama Love is War, um, you know, it's funny, Horimiya had the perfect length for me being like 12 episodes, but... Now I kind of wish it was longer for how much I've appreciated having like a season two of Kaguya-sama Love is War. Like I think again, if it ended like after the first four episodes of Love is War, I'd be like, Oh my God, Horimiya had like an ending that made sense. It ended at the right point and Kaguya-sama like didn't. But I think the way uh, Kaguya-sama was able to expand into its characters, similar to like Horimiya was able to, but I also think the comedy is a little bit better in Kaguya-sama Love is War. Um, They've been able to kind of build it out more in like a good way um, that has made me sick of the show, I would put that above Hori Mia.
0: No, that's fair. Um, I have mentioned before, Iran High School Host Club. Similarly, I, I still have a really strong impression towards it. It was one of the you know first anime that I really watched whenever I got into this, you know, the medium. But, and I remember, <laughs> I, man, I would try and hide watching Iran High School Host Club because it was so homoerotic. And, you know, that doesn't bother me and it doesn't bother my parents, but I just didn't want that misunderstanding of why I'm watching a bunch of cutesy boys, um, you know, <laughs> walk around doing fancy stuff, getting in each other's faces. Um, but I still love it. It still holds a really strong place in my heart. That being said, I think it lacks a lot of the polish that modern anime has um, just naturally. And so kaguya and then Horimiya's good, but it's not as comedic. Uh, it's just a lot of really earnest oh, yeah. relationships. And I'm glad that it didn't overstay its welcome, but I would have also thoroughly enjoyed maybe like five to six more episodes just because there were some of the side characters who like, the relationships didn't truly get fleshed out all the, as much as I feel like they could have. Um, but Kaguya-sama rests right in the middle of the two. Sure. So... The one thing I will say as well, though, about like Iran High School Host Club and Kaguya Sama, where you have these like elite schools full of rich kids, like it's the perfect setting to have, you know... You don't have to think like, oh, how can they do that? It's like, oh, of course they can do that. They're rich. How do they you have exaggerate. this time? To, how do they have this time to like mess around? Oh yeah, they're rich. But the one thing I will say is that like, I do occasionally find it really hard to sympathize with these like ultra wealthy characters <laughs> because it's like it's like an episode of Kaguya or like Tamaki Senpai's life, and they're just like, oh no, I'm stuck in my mansion (laughs) and it's just like you know don't get me wrong obviously rich people can be miserable too there's plenty of in fact they may even be more likely to be miserable but at a certain point like watching it i'm just like i can't feel that sympathetic for you like you have a literal maid like in this in the show one of the characters is quite literally her maid and friend but um i don't know kaguya sama could come out on top just because there's more of it than there is of hori mia and it's funnier and then iran you know i don't remember it that well but i was also in junior high um but again there's just some of the polish gone that being said i definitely like the music in iran high school host club um a bit more even though there's only like the one song the two songs but
1: really you know over the the kiss kiss fall in love
0: yeah dude it's how can you not it's got All like right. that sick, it's <laughs> every episode. Okay, the one thing that Around High School Host Club does fantastic is that every episode ends with that sick guitar riff. That's it, true. It, that's it, fair, if you don't fair. remember it, go look it up. Uh, the ending song, even though the song itself like not that fantastic, just that guitar riff.
1: Okay. Sure. Makes the ending of every
0: episode feel just like monumental. I don't know. It's left such an impression with me. Um, The the opening song is just cutesy and goofy, and that's why I mostly joke about it. But um, so with that being said, uh, where does it stack up on your all time rom com list? You have a few on your list that I don't have on mine. So um,
1: such as shows that I've spoiled. Um, yeah, so I also honestly wasn't sure what's defined as a rom-com in anime, because, like, so I actually just started Googling and typing and clicking a bunch of links, and whatever shows I kind of felt I just really enjoyed, I kind of put on this list, um, was kind of my solution, um, even though some I may not even describe as rom-coms, um, but, so number one for me is absolutely Bunny Girl Senpai, like, without a doubt, um, is my favorite rom-com. Um, Maid Sama is up there. Um, I just think it's a really underrated show. And just like the little skits are hilarious. And it's one of the more like wholesome shows you'll come across. Um, <laughs> Funny story
0: about Maid Sama. I have a friend who likes anime. And uh, he was like, Oh, yeah, we watched Maid Sama after you recommended it to me. I've not seen Maid Sama. I'd never. Wait, you I didn't recommended even ne- it? No, I didn't. I'd never heard of it. But my friend was convinced that I had recommended him made Sama, even though I didn't even know the show existed.
1: Oh, wow, okay, interesting. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> but so he liked it, list. so even yeah. when I don't actually recommend something, I'm doing a good job.
1: I honestly think you would love it, Lee, I really do. Um, another show um, is Golden Time, which is like this really cute love story um, that it's fantastic. I, I'm just trying not to get a spoiler, so I'll just say it's fantastic. Um, Horimiya is obviously somewhere on the list. We just talked about it. Um, and then kaguya And then probably the tier below that would for me would be like the show called Oratsuki, which came out a year and a half ago. Same with Tony Kawa, Over the Moon for You, which is a really cute love story that came out this past year. And then I also put Your Lie in April on there. I'm not, again, not sure if it's a rom-com or a tragedy. Like, they can however be you both. want to do it. But yeah, <laughs> so I, I just put it on there. Um... And I really just wanted to say, like, a lot of people's lists, it's like, oh, teen romantic comedy snafu, that's a terrible show. It's, like, extremely overrated. I am fully content with the haters coming at me and emailing us. I don't care. Like, season one was literally, like, meh at best. There's nothing, like, the characters aren't interesting, the situations there aren't interesting, they stick way too long with, like, each, like, minor story that isn't important. None of the side characters are also interesting. Season two was a disaster. I don't even know why I watched it, but it was just a train wreck to watch. Um, and then season three, I got there two episodes, and I, I had to shut it off. That's it. How about you, Lee? <laughs> yeah, do, you ever, do you
0: ever notice how much Bryce says he doesn't like a show, but then watches what? all the seasons of it? Because then um, I can be
1: angry. But anyway, if you're a
0: huge fan of teen romantic comedy snafu and you email us, uh, I will give you his address if you have really strong feelings uh, about it. So, um, that. No, I, I think you touched on a good point: is that you know not all rom coms are just rom coms. Um, obviously, I touched on my the ones that I truly care about already: Hori Mia, High School, Host Club, Love Is War, um, and I. Think I consider Angel Beats to be a rom-com. There's definitely oh, really? rom. Yeah. There's definitely com. <laughs> uh, d- <laughs> so sorry, I just the sound of that. Um no, <laughs> so I think I think Angel Beats still tops my list. I do have to because I keep talking about it, I'm gonna be really I'm afraid to rewatch it because I'm afraid I'm not gonna like it. But I have seen some clips where they're like there would just be really goofy things about Angel Beats where they would like do slow motion repeats of their gags. But, like, well, that's for another episode. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Love is War. I hope you've learned a little bit about love, a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about Bryce and where he lives. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us uh, in regards to that last thing, you can find us at on Twitter at Weeb underscore
1: podcast. And you can email us at closetweebap at gmail.com. Hope you all enjoyed the dating advice.
0: See you next time.